On this episode, we talk to Anne Hensley of Petrillo. This is The Operative. I'm your host, Chris Williams. Well, thank you for doing this with me. I really appreciate you talking to me. Thank you for having me. Um, to start off, uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, uh, the bands you're with, and... Yeah, so uh, I um, live in Kalamazoo, Michigan, and I um, am in a couple bands, well actually I'm in three bands. Uh, um, Petrillo is kind of my primary gig. Um, we've been together, we're a three-piece We've been together about six years. We used to be a four piece and now we're a three piece. And um, I'm also in a band called Future Living. Uh, and we play a little less um, often because we're spread out geographically. Um, two of us actually live in this house where I am seated. Um, but one who shall not be named lives in Chicago. So that is uh, it's a little bit of a challenge. Um, and then I'm in a third band that only exists to create wacky Christmas sets for John Solomon's Christmas radio show. And that band is called 50 Helens. And we have, we've done maybe three Christmases now. We kind of get together for just a weekend and do, and write five songs and um, record them. And they're they're just horrifically beautiful. They're so they're horrible and exquisite in their horribleness. Um, and that's a really fun band. So yeah, so those are my bands. Um, so you wanted to talk about uh, PJ Harvey? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I really do. <laughs> so, I really do. When did you uh, when did you first come across PJ Harvey? Uh, well, um, I first heard her music um, when "To Bring You My Love" was released in 1995. Yeah. That was the first PJ Harvey I ever heard. Prior to that, I had heard uh, her name or the band's name actually. Um, when uh, I was working at a um, coffee shop and a woman came in and ordered a large coffee and then walked away and poured it over a man's head and started screaming at him and left. And I asked one of my band or one of the, my coworkers, what just happened? Do you know that person? Cause it was a, you know, a small town. Everybody knows each other. And he goes, yeah, she's crazy. She listens to a bunch of PJ Harvey. <laughs> And it, I was so intrigued. And then, like, I think, uh, I don't know, like a couple of weeks later, I was in a record store and saw To Bring You My Love up on the wall with, like, it's like this beautiful green curtain and she's in a red dress. And then the name resonated with that incident. And I was like, I got to know what this is about, you know? Um, because I also very much liked Sinead O'Connor and Tori Amos and, and 
I, I knew a lot of people that were attributing craziness to being a fan of their music. And so uh, I was really intrigued by that idea. So that was what, that's what um, prompted me to, by, to, bring, to bring you my love, um, which is still to this day probably my favorite rock album of all time. Which is the thing that I sort of discovered this week while I was thinking about it, while I was, you know, doing my homework to be worthy of being here tonight. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, I, I think um, I heard that in, probably in, I don't know, winter or spring of 95. And uh, I think ultimately, like, changed a lot of things for me emotionally, mentally, creatively, you know. Um, yeah. I, well, I'm curious, do you have a lot of, like, are you a PJ Harvey fan? Do you have a lot of PJ Harvey information? Do you, like... Uh, no, not really. I'm, I'm like, a passive fan, oh, I think. sure. Um, I, I, I remember getting, uh, To Bring You My Love, uh, when it came out. Mm -hmm. Um, but then, uh, like, Rid of Me and stuff, like, I, I... I, I didn't know about those albums uh, because my, my friends that were into PJ Harvey were uh, crazy. They were crazy, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, what's weird is that it was at that they were crazy time, bitches. That's what they were. They were crazy bitches. I'm sorry. <laughs> you can cut that out. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, we were it, we were doing deep dives at that time, and like there was a, my my friend that was really into PJ Harvey was getting into stuff like. Uh, uh, not uh, not techno necessarily, but like electronica and stuff, and doing these deep dives through that, and finding these underground electronica artists, and uh, for whatever reason, it felt like the the deepest we ever went on PJ Harvey was to bring you my love, and then years later, people are like, you know, rid of me is really good, and I listen <laughs> and I'm like, oh wow, yeah, that is really good. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. That's super fascinating. Uh, shoot, there was something that you said that triggered something for me. The deep dives. I don't know what's gone. Yeah, I don't know what's gone. Uh, but I do, like, I think that at that time, because what I was listening to then, I was listening to a lot of hip hop, which I've always listen to a lot of hip-hop but I was listening to a lot of Lungfish and um, Fugazi uh, which are that is really like they were in the running you know for like what do I talk about um, and I'm yeah I'm long obsessed with with those two bands uh, and I was like the the Riot Girl thing was kind of happening at that time and Kalamazoo is a little bit I mean it's a college town so it's not totally remote, but it's also small and um, kind of in the middle of nowhere. So, uh, so you know, if there was a small scene that was kind of linked with DC and Chicago and some other things. But like, like where I grew up uh, it, um, in the Detroit area, I had zero access to like anything, like the time that I grew up, how old I was, and where where I was living and not having cable or anything like I just had zero access to anything that wasn't on the radio pretty much you know 
Um, but like the Riot Girl thing was happening, and then like I heard to bring in my love, and I was like, oh, here's a here's a woman who is making the rock music that I care about, you know, like uh, that is um, like it. It's hard to say she's not feminine. She's she's obviously feminine, but like there was some some sort of um, girlishness in um, like Veruca Salt and Leader mm -hmm. Kinney and all the all these bands that like um, that at that time for a whole lot of reasons probably internalized misogyny. <laughs> um, I, I I was put off by you know like I liked I liked fucking rock and roll music, man. Like I I, I liked. I liked heavy guitars and I liked um, surprises and I liked, uh, yeah, I liked driving rock and roll music. And so, and I felt like, um, particularly on To Bring My Love, like just Long Snake Moan to me is one of the, the best rock songs of all time. Like, it, it, it put it up next to any Led Zeppelin song, blows it away. Like, in part because, like, the, 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 like I want to say balls, but like you know, like the the weightiness, the the, the waves, and the hugeness of the the sound, but also in part because she's like this masterful storyteller. Like every single uh, song is a short story, and she plays a completely different character, and her voice has this range that like she's so many different people right and so like long snake moan is this really intense jam about about uh you know like religion and the ecstasy that there's some sort of you know earthen sexuality in this elation of religion and how that plays out in america you know like what is grander than that song <laughs> like what is bigger and more important than that song like there's nothing bigger and more than and more important than that song you know like so that i think that was like what blew me away is that she could do like down by the water and that one on the same record and have it all feel like this arc that that made so much sense and like a year ago uh melanie had never heard melanie front crow from petrillo had never heard um to bring you my love and so Frankie and I were just like mind blown, you know, like, okay, this is what we're going to do. We're going to get in the car and we're going to drive to the beach, which is Lake Michigan, which is about 45 minutes away from us. And we're like, we're just not going to talk to each other. We're just going to turn that way up. And the three of us are going to drive together to the lake, listening to that record. And the, the drive from Kalamazoo to Lake Michigan, Michigan is beautiful. And the beaches on Lake Michigan are on our side of Lake Michigan are just, well, they're gone now because climate change, but you know, they're, they like really fine sand, like just no people anywhere. Um, glorious. So we decided we're going to do this, which is like a thing you don't do in middle age very often. You don't just get to like head off to the beach and listen to a, you know, a record, especially when you have like families and jobs. So we did that last year and, um, it was just like this spiritual experience watching her, this insane drummer, like this amazing beast of a musician, 
and great songwriter, what like experiencing her feeling to bring you my love for the first time, you know, like it was just like, it was, it was the best because I, I was like, yeah, I, that was what I went through when I was 20, you know, like how, how cool is that? You know? So yeah. So I just really like that record, I guess. <laughs> it's, it, it's interesting to me the way that you described it. And I was trying to figure out why it might not have connected with me as much. And I, think I, it I, I don't think I was mature enough to appreciate that album because, sure. like talking about long snake moan it reminded me I was like oh that that song is amazing like yeah. I can I, I can appreciate stuff like that now but I, yeah. I think when I was you know 15 16 and I just wanted to listen to guided by voices like 30 second guided by voices songs and, it's like, well, this is a little too intense for me. Well, yeah, but like, you know, like who I was and where I was, she spoke to me, who you were and where you were, Guided by Voices spoke to you. Like that was, that's the thing is that it's all like pulling us by our hearts wherever we're going anyway, you know? Um, but yeah, I, I, I needed, I, I was a fan of music and, and I, I was a musician my whole life. I've been a musician my whole life playing piano and my mom's a musician so I was she's a choir director so I was in choirs and stuff um but like I was a, I was a fan of rock music and it never I don't think it ever really occurred to me that like there might be a there might be a way that I could make rock music myself until I heard PJ Harvey like I had already I think I had been in a band maybe one band um prior to hearing to bring you my love but like it, yeah i don't even want to talk about that <laughs> i was 20 it was it's embarrassing you know but then like i felt like okay maybe someday i'll write music and maybe i'll play rock music um took me a really long time to do that but like i still don't think i would have done i don't think i'd be writing songs if i hadn't heard her i, I mean i don't know but that's kind of the way it feels. Sure. So did the her songwriting style or the way that she constructs songs, um, did that have influence on you when you started writing music? Yeah, I, it's funny because I don't like I <laughs> I think that um, I didn't think about it in that way for a long time. Uh, but it became like really apparent to me. We wrote a song, we haven't played it in a long time, but we wrote a song, I guess, 2017, that we used to play a lot called Fiasco, and it was like, the beginning of it was like, chin, 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 chin. like Frank, Frank just did that forever, and then I sang over that, and then the song, like the rest of the song, where it got bombastic was like the last 40 seconds or something. It's like a three minute song that is mostly just like ching, 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 ching. And I was like, oh, that's PJ Harvey. <laughs> I just wrote, damn it, I just wrote a PJ Harvey song. Why did I do that? Because uh, I can't possibly, you know, deliver it like she would deliver it, Fuck, you know? So, um, and so, yeah, I did, I mean, I think that like, I 
I write fiction. I read fiction. I spent 15 years of my life um, as a professional actor. And so I feel like her, her songwriting style in the sense that she is like very distinctly telling stories and has characters and says their names and, you know, like, it's just very literary. Um, but then it's also like the musically it's, it's always surprising to me, you know, and it, maybe it's surprising because it does almost nothing or maybe it's surprising because it does everything. Uh, and you know, like I, are there other, like besides rid of me, and to bring you my love, are there other PJ Harvey records you've listened to? Uh, I think I, I think I've listened to. Uh, well, I, I think at one point I had. Uh, is it uh huh her? Yeah. And uh, um, stories from the city. Stories from the city. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I I listened to those at, at various points. I I I remember really liking uh huh her. Um, I think I got that when that came out. Those are like subtler records, way subtler records than the ones that are my favorite. Like I was this week trying to, you know, trying to do my homework and be really good at doing this. <laughs> so I just like went through and listened to a bunch of stuff. And, um, and yeah, those, those are definitely like, there's that period in there, but then there's like also the, is this desire, which I think is just like this really intimate kind of bananas uh raw super raw record uh like there's not there's not a radio jam on that song on that record you know what i mean it's like you have to like sit in meditation and have a relationship with it you know like it's um it's pretty intense uh and and let england shake is arguably like up there for me with um to bring you my love it's like this extraordinary collection of war stories and stories of cultural appropriation and like i mean it's so richly layered and she she does it really well um like that one's so about england obviously um and to bring you my love is very much about the American West, you know? Um, and so like, it's just funny because I think that you can listen to one record and think that, you know, what kind of songwriter she is and every, it's like, they're different novels, you know, like each one of them is a different novel and um, yeah, they're, they're all so vastly different and that, that's super inspiring to me. And I think that, that influences a lot what I, how I approach how I approach writing in any, in any format, but especially in music, because I get bored easily. I want to be interested and, um, and it, writing feels like a really hard and painful experience a lot of times and writing music does too. And so it's like, why, uh, like no song or story <laughs> is going to make it out of me. Like, I'm just going to lose interest if it's not like, if it's painful, it's going to be worth the pain or I'm just going to let it go because it's like, it's, it's too hard 
it's too hard to write music or write anything or do anything creative if you don't feel like you have to do it, you know, or me, if I don't feel like I have to do it. And she, to me, like PJ Harvey's the, like, she's the epitome of that. Like there's no, there's no half stepping, you know, like I feel like I, I'm a, I'm a Led Zeppelin fan. I'm like a, a like there's probably four to five women in the United States right now who are Led, Led Zeppelin fans. And I'm one of them. <clears throat> and like, Robert Plants, he's great. You know, he's, I like that band so much. And also there's times where he's totally phoning it in. I'm sorry. He, that is not personal. There are things that are not personal to him. You know, like she is a hundred percent. I was going to say a hundred thousand percent, but that, I don't like that. It's not a real number. She's a hundred percent there. She's fully, fully, fully invested. And, um, falls to the wall. I like it. So is there, since she does kind of change it up from, from album to album, um, and I guess from song to song, is there something that you've come to expect from the albums, or do you just kind of go into the new ones uh, just hmm. just open to, to whatever comes? I feel like I go in open. Mm -hmm. I really do. Because I remember... Uh, I remember saying this, like Chafe and I, for so long, like we were really broke and not buying music, you know? And I think Let England Shake came out at a time when it was like, okay, we can like buy a record every now and then now, you know? And so we had just kind of fixed our record player and um, it's like, let's buy this record, man. New PJ Harvey record. And we sat and listened to it and we were both so bowled over and, Talk, we talked about it and I remember saying like this doesn't sound like anything she's done and yet it's just like completely undoubtedly her and that's the witchy stuff that I can't even really understand you know like it all sounds like her it's all like yeah okay I can buy that she made this she's not she's not copping somebody else's game you know like this is really it seems authentically her you know um, but I think that it's, it is hard to get a sense of her. I mean, I don't know, maybe I, to bring you my love, it feels like it has a bigger range than some of the other ones, you know? Um, but yeah, I think when, when I go through and I think in retrospect about all the different al albums, they each sort of feel more a little narrower and a little more cohesive and dream of super cohesive, but it's, it's, uh, just goes a lot of different places, you know? Um, I don't know. I just, I just read today that there's going to be a reissue, like she's going to reissue everything remastered in vinyl or something. Uh, so that'll be cool. I mean, I'm not, not going to barbecue this year. I guess I can spend a little money buying some PJ Harvey records. <laughs> you know, who knows? So I don't remember the question you asked me. Did I answer it? Yeah, yeah, you did. Okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> um, is there is there anywhere that you would you would like to see her explore, or or any like anything you'd like to, to oh, see man. her tackle? That's really interesting because 
Oh, yeah, this is a little thought I had earlier. So I think it's interesting that her most her most recent record is Hope Six Demolition Project, right? And I'm pretty sure that's the most recent one. And I haven't really dug in yet, to be quite honest. Like, I saw her on that tour, and that was the first time I've ever seen her. And that was really big. That was only a few years ago. Um, and uh, and then, like, I had an awareness, like a cultural awareness of, I don't know if you knew, like, there was some hubbub about that record when it came out. Uh, because Hope Six Demolition Project is actually, or Hope Six is actually a, uh, a non-profit organization that serves uh, marginalized communities in D.C. And it felt like, like from what I knew about the record, it felt like she was, I'd heard a couple of the songs, and it felt like she was trying to kind of make a Let England Shake, but about America, you know, like America's, um, uh, our capitalism and how it, has marginalized like you know the England was colonialism and what it's done and and ours was how our capitalism has marginalized communities and decimated lives and um and i i I think that like my understanding of the criticism of that record is that she's like a tourist in that situation using that organization's name to lend credibility to this project, right? Um, and so I, I felt like I uh, I listened to a few of the songs and I was like, I, th that's the thing I gotta give more attention to to like get a sense of it. And I haven't gone back to it yet. And I, want, I wonder if it's like that criticism of it has sort of seeped into my consciousness about it. Um, and you know, the show was incredible when we saw her. Um, I, I felt, you know, no artist is perfect and I don't like deifying anybody. Um, and so I, my mind tends to like <laughs> look for the ways that I can erode the idea that there is perfection. Um, and I felt, I think I felt a little bit like, man, like I ain't never seen her play with a woman. There is never a woman on that stage. You know, like she's done some stuff with Bjork occasionally, but like she likes to be the only girl in the room, you know, like, uh, and you know, musicians are musicians. They work with who they work with, you know? Um, but I, you know, I have a particular sort of interest in more female rock musicians uh, being in the world. I think that's a good thing for the whole world. <laughs> I think that's a good thing for progress. I think that's a good thing for uh, people of all genders to experience people who aren't male making rock music. So, um, and I say that as somebody who's many of my favorite rock bands are entirely men. But, um, but so I kind of want it, like I just, I wanted to see some of that from her, um, but she doesn't know me shit. <laughs> who am I to tell her how to make music? Get out of here. Uh, well, uh, well, yeah. Is there anything else you think people should know if they were uh, trying to get into? I would ask what album you would recommend, but I'm 
I'm assuming that you would recommend To Bring You My Love. I think I would have to. Yeah. I, I mean, in part because it feels like it contains, like, the full scope of her work. You know, mm-hmm. like, there, you can find a lot of what she does on different records in that record. But I would also say, like, if you listen to a record by her and it doesn't connect, maybe give a different one a chance. You know? Because they are all completely different. But also, whatever. People like what they like. Yeah. <laughs> There's no accounting for bad taste. <laughs> um, well, uh, let's see. Uh, where can people find your music? Oh. <clears throat> well, um, Petrillo, P-E-T-R-I-L-L-O, um, can be found on Bandcamp. We have a couple of EPs there and an LP. I don't know, a handful of things. And um, Future Living, you can't really find us yet. Uh, hopefully we'll have something soon. Uh, we were really starting to gear up before COVID. Um, and then uh, 50 Helens, 5-0 Helens. Uh, we are also on Bandcamp. If you want to listen to discordant, indignant Christmas music, we have the operative is produced in conjunction with radio note for more information visit radionope.com and find all of our past episodes at theoperative.bandcamp.com thank you for listening